Burroughs Furniture is built for the way you live. From ensuring easy assembly and disassembly to honoring highly requested new colors for their award-winning seating, they always have their customers in mind. Their modular seating is made out of durable materials to last and grow with you. And with Burrow, you always get fast, free shipping. Get up to 60% off during Burrow's Memorial Day sale at burrow.com slash ACAST. That's burrow.com slash ACAST. Burrow.com slash ACAST. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, bit to get 30, bit to get 20, 20, 20, bit to get 20, 20, bit to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds, and they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Happy Monday, everybody, or should I say happy Bank Holiday Monday if you're listening to this literally as this goes up. Hope you all had a fabulous weekend, coronation weekend, uh, are enjoying the bank holiday. If you're like me, I think right now I'm probably driving home uh, back back up to Manchester. So if, if you're on a long drive this morning, hopefully this will entertain you and pass some of the journey. We're back with an interview today, which I'm so excited about. You guys know I'm always wanting to get guests on and today is so Fun. We are talking to a dating expert. She's also a best-selling author and also recently got voted as one of the most inspirational women in the UK, which is amazing. And she's here to talk to us all about, you know, our the ultimate guide to dating, her tips and tricks. She's recently partnered with the dating app Plenty of Fish. I'm sure you guys have heard of that on the desirable guide to dating. So we're going to go into all of that within this episode. It was so fun to pick her brain and ask her all sto- all sorts of questions on dating because I feel like I literally had like 101 questions for her that I wanted her advice on and obviously I ask her your questions at the end so make sure you listen all the way through I will leave everything links down below that I mentioned in this podcast of if you want to hear more from Michelle without further ado let's get your expert guide to dating with Michelle Elman any questions is normal it's fun to talk about this stuff nothing is going to be off limits I mean hello Michelle Elman, welcome to Rated R. How how are you today? I am good. I am loving these bank holidays, but I feel like in the middle, you're so stressed trying to get everything done in four days. Yeah, I literally, before we even started recording, I said, what even is the day today? Because I feel like even if it's just one bank holiday, I don't know what day of the week is, but the fact that we've got like two in a row, I'm a little bit all over the place and we're recording this in the morning. Yeah. So I was also saying like, what a fun way to start the day. I'm going to be picking your brain on all things dating and getting advice on a subject that I know for me, 
I have struggled with, I feel like continue to struggle with, and I know that so many people listening right now will also want your tips and advice on. So you're not the only one. Like I was single for eight years. What was quite ironic is I started writing this book about dating and I got into a relationship two weeks after I got the book deal. So it turned into a slightly different book. So maybe but... this podcast itself is a manifestation for me that, you know, talking about all of this kind of stuff is going to lead me down that. But before we get into all of that, and for people that may not know you, I will say... You are a best-selling author, a life coach, and you've been named as one of the most inspirational women in the UK, which is literally insane. So I would love if you could tell us a little bit about how, you know, you got started. Was there anything in your life that sparked your interest in wanting to, you know, help others, especially with subjects like dating? Yeah, so I started as a life coach um, and originally I re really focused on working with people around body confidence and I think that also came into love life because every every time anyone came to me with an insecurity and I would ask them a story about like where that insecurity started it would usually stem from their life, love life or if not that it would be that their love life would be the thing they're worried about it affecting the most um, because I do believe there are so many people out there who think your appearance limits your dating life and that's just not true um, what I say in my book is that if you were thin, you wouldn't want to date someone fat phobic anyway. So how does it limit your dating pool? Um, so it's all of those things, which I think we are fed this message by society that dating um, with options is only for a certain sector of the population. And I just don't believe that's true. And so I was in a relationship when I was 21, came out of it, had the realization that uh, being alone is better than being in a bad relationship and was single for eight years and for three of those years I was consciously single and for five of those years I loved dating and I found that the only time dating as a conversation came up was a negative conversation it would always be oh my first date was awful oh I just got ghosted and I was like where are all yep. the people talking about how fun it can be um of course ghosting is a part of it of course um all of the negative things that happen on dating apps is a part of it. But we also need to take time to talk about how to deal with it, first of all, like how you can manage that yourself. And also that there are positive parts to it too, which is why I partnered with Plenty of Fish to talk about all of both sides of the dating spectrum. And yeah. we've created something called the Desirable Dating Guide because we looked at all the top turnoffs in the UK and found that, yes, they exist. Yes, the majority of people have been ghosted. The majority of people have received um, unsolicited new pictures, for example, especially women. It's literally so true. All of these things, they happen. I don't know why we just think that it happens to us. And it's like, oh, like, why is this just like happening to me? And it's like, no, no, you're here to tell us. This is dating sometimes. There's positives, there's negatives, and the ways to just sort of, you know, go about them and get like the most out of it. I feel like that's what we want at the end of the day is the most out of it. So getting on to me, just like, picking your brain about this kind of stuff. And I know we were talking about the negatives and that people are saying that it's hard. I do feel like that for so many reasons in our society these days, there are so many things that can make dating hard, speaking from experience. And I definitely feel like lockdown, which feels like the longest time ago now, has had just like such a knock-on effect when it comes to dating and just the way people live their lives now some good some bad as I know that there were a lot of lockdown relationships that came from that mm. um 
but do you think it's had an effect on people's dating habits and just have you noticed any changes from personal findings I know for me I feel like lockdown just made people a lot more comfortable being alone therefore the dating pool's been a bit shit since then um were you dating during lockdown doing all the video dates and all of that kind of stuff the thing is is that no I wasn't so I don't feel like I got the most out of it because I was using the lockdown to be like this is great I can just work on me from home I can just do whatever I was in the I was in the the mindset of I'm gonna work on me and just be comfortable with my my company so I therefore maybe when I was like I feel like it's had a knock-on effect I'm like I'm talking about myself like that's how I look at it well I think for me I tried some of the video dates during the pandemic and I think ultimately what it actually did was because there was no effort to actually go on the date I think I actually lowered my standard because I had the mentality of like well why not so I wasn't saying yes because I wanted to I was saying yes because I didn't really have any other I spent uh, the three lockdowns completely alone so I had no other real option so I do think um the pandemic has affected how we date and I also think it affects how I I'm unsure whether to blame the pandemic around why uh how we treat each other on dating apps has declined I think that's more so speaking to a society that hasn't really taught us how to have the hard conversations how to set boundaries all of the things that actually you should be treating people like that in real life as well but people ghost their friends all the time so it's not just dating and I think it's just this thing of we need to normalize having those hard conversations and we need to stop lying to ourselves and saying ghosting is the kinder option because it absolutely isn't if you've been on the receiving end of anyone ghosting you will know that it's cruel it's cowardly and also you would have rather known that they weren't interested because you're an adult and you can take it yeah but I think people underestimate that and I think one of the biggest advices, advices? One of the biggest things of advice that I give to my friends or like people that ask when it comes to dealing with dating problems or relationship problems is always, I feel like it's just better to communicate it. And I don't know why we're just like crap at communicating sometimes. Some people find it really easy and a super direct, maybe even to a fault, but then mm. some people just can't face it, can't do it at all. One of the titles of your books is called The Selfish Romantic, which, I love and it's all about how to date without feeling bad about yourself not needing to settle and just about changing your dating mindset which I think a lot of people can relate to and as some of those habits are massive contributors to unsuccessful dating and we may not even realize it so I just wanted to ask you as someone that's written a book about it what do you think is the biggest mistake people make when they want to start dating like is it all about your initial mindset I think actually the biggest mistake people make before they start dating is to not start dating they think they're magically going to get better at dating without going on dates I feel and... like you're personally attacking me <laughs> but you're never going to be ready I think we have this illusion from social media that you're going to be perfectly healed one day and it's just not how it works and I think when we were looking at um, this research with Plenty of Fish, a lot of what we were looking at wasn't just the turnoffs, but actually that so many people are looking to improve themselves and 77% of people are working on themselves to improve future relationships. But you can do that alongside actually going on those dates. And one of the key questions I tell people to ask themselves is 
would you date you? That's usually where you can spot like where you can work on your progress. And I do think, and so does actually the majority of people, 82% found that they agree that the benefits of self-improvement can lead to greater self-awareness and success when dating. And I think that self-awareness is the key. I think when you know, I interrupt people on dates, I talk a lot about myself, all of these things. Sometimes we resort to going to our aesthetics like, oh, well, if I had less cellulite on my thighs, I would get more dates but actually you're not looking at the other aspects of your behavior you're looking at um your appearance so much more that you've not realized oh actually you don't even look at them in the eye when you're on a date or that you turn up late to your dates which is already a bad impression there are so many other behavior things that we can improve on ourselves and when i asked myself the question would i date me the first thing that came up wasn't an appearance thing it was actually like well, I run away when, this was like eight years ago, by the way, not right now. <laughs> I don't think I'd have a relationship if I did. But when I first asked myself, 21 years old, I would run away every time it got too intense. I would make it really intense in the beginning, which <laughs> those two combinations were not great. I would like dump all of my like worst things on the first date as almost a defense mechanism to make yeah. sure they like, you know all this information, you've had your chance to run and now you're locked in. And it's just not how it works. I feel like that's so common of what people do because obviously you've got to have the initial attraction. And when you first are meeting this person on the date, like obviously within the first three seconds, it is about appearance. It is what you look like. It is what they look like because you've not sat down and have a conversation yet. But therefore going forward, you know what each other look like and the rest of the day is literally all about getting to know each other on the inside so just making sure that you know you're the best version of yourself on the inside that's yeah I, it's a funny thing like obviously that's what it is but you you're so focused about the outside when it comes to dating that yeah you forget that you know you've got to have a conversation with this person for I don't know, you'd hope for the duration yeah. of the date, but it might end up being shorter if you if you haven't worked on yourself and like know how to even have a conversation with someone. So that kind of leads me on nicely to another aspect of dating, which for some people is literally the most daunting part. And it's literally, besides the initial talking period, the first step, which is the first date. So what do you think is the ideal first date? So I say keep it casual. This goes against a lot of dating advice out there, but you want to have something which you don't have to commit to an extended period of time. And obviously if it's not working out, actually say something like, hey, I, I'm okay on the second drink. Like, let's just finish this off. It's okay to date end a date if you aren't it's not working out because the problem is what a lot of people do is they think it's more polite to continue the date but actually what you're doing is you're sending a message that isn't coherent to actually how you feel and so by the end of the date that person's surprised because they're like well you stayed for three drinks but you didn't have a good time that didn't yeah. make sense and what's worse is you had an awful three hours and that brings a lot more dread when it comes to your next first date because you remember having an awful time. Whereas if you meet someone, you're not really getting on, that's okay, it's not personal because ultimately at the end of the day, when it comes to a first date, they are still a stranger. Even if you spent three hours with them, even if I've had some first dates that have lasted six hours, like even if you spend six hour first dates together, like they are still a stranger. And so when they're rejecting you, they aren't really rejecting you. They're rejecting the version of you on the, that date date and that's not the whole you and it's exactly what you were saying earlier about the fact that 
the first date is actually the only time when attraction matters like your physical aesthetics matter after yeah. that assume they find you attractive you can make that assumption because frankly i don't know anyone who will continue dating someone they're not attracted to um, yeah i mean i'm sure there's some people out there that just do it for the do it for the fun of it i'm sure but those aren't the people you want to be dating anyway exactly. i think you have there are always clues as to the fact that they're not actually interested or actually attracted to you. It's usually demonstrated in their behavior. It's usually de demonstrated in how they reply to your texts, um, whether they reply to your texts, that hot coal thing, we want to cut it off straight away. Yeah. So in terms of like locations and stuff, when you're saying like, keep it casual, are you thinking more like, just, yeah, just go for like drinks and stuff? Because I've had dates before, which I completely agree with you. Like it was a sit down dinner. Mm. And I like, in my head, I, I this is kind of when I hadn't really been on dates before. I was like, great, like he's picked a restaurant. Like, this is amazing. Like sh showing some assertiveness. But then when I got there, I realized like, cause we're like sat opposite each other at a table. There's no sort of way. And it was quite like a big table just by chance. Like there was yeah. no way for like physical touch or just like, you know, where you can have that touch to see if there's chemistry and I really needed that. And I, therefore I realized, I was like, okay, I'm not doing sit down dinners again. Cause I'm realizing that like, I kind of need a bit more sort of like touchy feely vibes. So therefore I can see if there's like chemistry there. So yeah, definitely. I think drinks is drinks where you can like sit and like be close and stuff. Well, I think on a corner, I think yeah. it's better. Um, and to be honest, when I've come up to a table and the seats are faced opposite each other, I tend to move the seat and I'm like, oh, I don't Ooh. like, we're quite far apart. Let's move together. Like, or well, I would love that if someone did that for me. I'd be like, hey, hey like, yeah, like, let's let's sit close. I feel like that's too. A, yeah, I know. I'm like taking notes. Yeah, um, so, but I think the reason why I say casual is because what if you turn up on that? Like, you're going for dinner. I agree. The certainness in booking something is really attractive. But then, what if? by the end of the starter, you've decided yeah. you're not interested. Now, now you've said so, about booking something that you don't need to like commit yourself to as such. I feel yeah. like that's such a good shout. So do you think that there are rules for a first date? I feel like there's a negative stigma about like what you should and shouldn't do in order for like this first date to be successful. Like what's your advice on that? No, so I believe that you can't say the wrong thing in front of the right person. Like I remember there was one date I had, a, there was a guy I dated for about, five months and on our first date we spent the whole first date talking about awful first dates and you know how they're like don't talk about exes don't talk about past people yeah. like that broke all the dating rules um i've had first dates where i've got too drunk obviously it wasn't intentional but it you have to look at their behavior things will happen especially in the first like five dates not even just the first date where I remember when my current boyfriend, we went to James Bond and I hate, I, I hate loud movies, explosions, all of the things. I was jumping out of my seat. I screamed at one point in the movie and like, if it's the right person, <laughs> they will be comforting. They will be kind. And he'll be like, I'm so sorry. I didn't realize that like, that makes so, I think that makes good stories though. Like if yeah. you guys ever like have kids one day or something, you'd be like, and the movie comes up and you can be like, I remember that was the movie that we watched on the first date and I was jumping out my seat. Like some, yeah, I suppose sometimes the funny moments actually just make, even if it's not successful, but for you it was, which is good. Well, they just you, ha good you have to look at the fact that 
it because I think sometimes you're so self-conscious you're like oh my god I look like some such a wimp jumping out of my seat at James Bond which isn't even a scary movie but actually if you turn it around and you go well do I want to be I'm I am a jumpy person I am a scaredy cat like do I want to be with someone who's going to judge me every time I'm scared of something or do I want to be with someone who's going to hold my hand and comfort me when I'm scared like it's all of those things so like if I say something stupid on a date do I want to be with someone who's going to laugh me and mock at me or someone who's going to be like oh don't worry we always say stupid like I say stupid things too like that is the behavior that I'm looking at whereas I think when you're insecure you're trying to impress them so much that you're so concerned about your behavior that you don't think about how they're trying to impress you as well yeah that's such a good like word of advice in the sense of obviously you go into these dates being yourself and then you just base it off of like how they react to you and it should be very telling whether or not you know it was a successful first date or not and you guys even want to see each other again like mutually so following the theme of first dates and like initial interactions let's talk dating red flags I feel like we're all guilty I'm sure of turning a blind eye to things we perhaps shouldn't or justifying certain behaviors looking back that we realize are not okay so I want to know what you think are the top three red flags we should be mindful of in the like initial stages of dating like on our first date or when we're just talking or getting to know someone the top three so according to the research the top turnoffs are 49 percent have received rude or nasty comments which if you're getting nasty comments from the outset like people are usually on their best behavior when you're first dating them can you imagine their behavior down the road the yeah. second turn off was catfishing which unfortunately happens 44 percent of people have experienced that um i have been one of them I and have then <laughs> the third top turn off was ghosting without explanation which happens to 43 percent. and actually i was kind of surprised it wasn't higher because i've been ghosted probably upwards of like 20 times and I feel like I maybe can... that figure comes from the fact that like if you get ghosted if you're just like me eh, like i just yeah. don't really care do you know what i mean like if it wasn't meant to be some people have that outlook where it's like oh well fuck you then do you know what yeah. i mean so maybe they don't really like care about that kind of stuff but that's they're interesting figures actually they're not really like the three that I thought would be like red flag type vibes I feel like although definitely the rude one and I think it's very telling um I'm very polite so I feel like if you were at like you know the sit down restaurant or even like getting the drinks and stuff even if like the person brings over the drinks and they're just like it's how they treat other people because it's like obviously they're trying to impress you so if they're not impressing you that's if they're not being polite to you that's a bigger red flag but also not being polite to the people around you that's also a red flag because I don't want to date someone who looks down on other people around them just because they're serving them or waiting on them or whatever it is yeah and even like if you want them obviously in the future to meet your friends you don't want your friends to be like he is such an ass like not even like making an effort or like being polite with friends could probably like possibly happen as well and I think there's a lot of misunderstanding around red flags in general where people think red flag means cut run and it's actually not red flags means warning signs and there are a lot of warning signs which actually can actually turn green eventually or they're amber they're amber (laughs) so they could like they can also I've I've had red flags where like I remember I went on a date with a guy once and he called his sister a bitch and it just like sparked and I was like oh don't love that like I I don't want to be calling women 
a bitch ever. Sorry, I don't know if I'm allowed to swear. Yeah, oh, yeah, fuck, bitch, whatever. It's all good. <laughs> well, it's called rated us. Yeah. <laughs> but then I was like, realistically, I've called my brother quite a few names. And I was like, maybe it's just, you know, like brother, sister, slightly different relationship to calling a random woman on the street. And actually, he was a lovely guy, the most polite guy. And it was just, it's the only time, I think I ended up dating him for eight months. It was the only time I'd ever heard him use that word. And he just so happened to use it on the first date. Maybe where, like, it was a nerves thing, just like. Maybe it was a nerves thing, or maybe it is just like, some people have really bad relationships with their siblings and that's okay. But as long as it wasn't like a word he frequently uses to describe women or like really ever describe women. Yeah. And I was like, okay, well, it was a red flag. It still is a red flag. But the point of a red flag is it's like, when there's a red flag at the beach, it's saying like, warning, there are sharks here. It's not saying there definitely is a shark here. Yeah. Um, so you, it's basically saying pay attention and when you pay attention and you're like look that hasn't happened twice that hasn't even happened like it's not a repeated behavior then that red flag can disappear but the problem is if i disappeared because that one thing happened on a date then you get into a problem of expecting the people you date to be perfect and then you will have that situation where no one is and so you will always be looking for better out there and i think that is a danger especially when it comes to dating apps of always thinking the grass is greener when actually you're human too so you can't judge people as harshly yeah that i feel like that is so true and i definitely have fallen into that trap of like seeing one bad thing and being like oh well therefore well, this isn't going to work because that's happened. And I feel like, especially with your example, you would probably have to give that guy a second chance to see like, does he constantly call women a bitch or is it just his sister this one time? And like, if you hadn't given him the other chances, you wouldn't, you wouldn't know that. Oh, like, yeah, it was just the one time. So one of my New Year's resolutions was actually to like live more like in the moment. Cause I always, especially when it comes to dating as well, I'm like 10 steps ahead and I feel like that's really done me like a disservice over the time because I'm just not being present and like just seeing things as they are in this moment I feel like it's good to like think ahead but no like the example that you said as well like especially with red flags I think just like see it as it is in the moment yeah see how the rest of the date goes if like everything else was great maybe it the the red flag in your head is actually just Amber, moving on to another subject that I know that you're passionate about and something I myself always get questions on is body positivity and further to that, just loving yourself in general. So how important, I mean, we kind of touched a little bit on this before, but how important is learning to love yourself first before attempting the dating world? And what advice would you give to someone that's struggling with that right now? So I'm going to give slightly controversial advice. I don't Ooh. think do need to love yourself first before you date because i think there is that stereotype of like well th there's a quote that i'm gonna forget it right now but there's a quote is by it Maria RuPaul? if you don't love yourself how the hell are you gonna love somebody else yeah or or the, so the one by maya angelou is more along the lines of i don't trust someone who says i love you when they can't love themselves um okay similar and, similar concept yeah similar vibes and I just don't think that's true. There are points in my life, not forgetting romantic relationships for a second, there are points in my life where I have not loved myself and where I have been, I have learned to love myself the most is actually by listening to the people around me. 
I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with Plush Care. Plush Care accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. Absolutely. When you have self-esteem in place and when you have self-love in place, your standards are higher. You don't tolerate uh, bad behavior, all of these things. But I think this idea that you have to, like you don't deserve love until you have self-love can actually be just as harmful. And some when I dated without self-esteem, I'm remembering my first relationship actually. And that relationship was made so much harder because I didn't have self-esteem in place. And I remember there was one day I was saying I was really insecure about my glasses. And uh, all it took was him saying, oh, I actually thought you look really sexy in your glasses. And my insecurity around my glasses just disappeared. Now, I'm going to caveat that because uh, I also have surgery scars on my stomach. And like a few months later, I, I he, he never asked about my surgery scars. And we'd been dating for maybe like five months at that point. And one day he asked about them. And I started telling him the story of my surgeries. And halfway through, he was like, ew, 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 I can't hear this. And that meant I never told anyone the story of my scars maybe for another two more years after that. So like, this is what I mean by like, you do want that self-esteem in place because as much as he gave me confidence around the glasses comment, he also could take it away because my um, esteem depended on his validation. And yeah. so that's why people say like, self-love is important and it absolutely is. But I won't lie, like I, my self-esteem was in place before my current relationship. And there are still points where he teaches me how to love myself better than I currently do. And I think I love myself pretty damn well. But <laughs> then my boyfriend comes along and shows me even more love. And I'm like, wow, you, like if I, I remember there was one guy I dated when I was like 25 who taught me a lot about loving myself. And I used to always think if only I could love myself, if only if I could see myself in his eyes, yeah. I would love myself so much more because every time he looked at me was with so much love and having those people around your life, not just romantic partners, but friends who remind you that you are worth loving can be really helpful reminders. So one of the things I always say in life coaching is like, we tend to have this very black and white mentality around a lot of things. Like you need to find self-love before, we, and like, they're just not in conflict. So one of the pieces of advice I always say is do both work on your self-love and look, work on your relational love. You can, you deserve relational love. You deserve to have people who show you how wonderful you are and that can help. So, so let's say you have an insecurity and it's coming up around one of your dates 
work on that recognize oh this might be my stuff coming up on the date you can work on that build that self-esteem internally and then if it's still not budging you can go to that person and say hey you said this thing on the date and like it's been really bugging me and it might be me being insecure but I was wondering if you could just reassure me around that and so yeah. it's with both aspects of it yeah I feel like there's just have you ever like dealt with someone before though that is like quite insecure and it and it shows like I feel like some people get nervous that because they're like insecure like it's coming out in like their actions and like like you said I guess therefore if you know that that's the way that you behave and you don't want to like annoy anyone as such because these are your problems just like to acknowledge that and work on that but that shouldn't stop you from going out and dating because there are people out there and their personalities will sort of not like love that about you but there are some people out there that I find like have you ever met someone that like you can just tell it's just like such a natural like helper almost like they've just got that personality that just like when you meet someone and they just like match together in that sense like not that I feel like you need to go find someone to like fix you as as per se but if you feel like you've got insecurities or things that like you're worried about what I'm trying to say is that there will be people out there that like not like love that about you but are just like so understanding I think understanding is the is the word that I'm trying to say you will get the people that aren't but then therefore they're the people that you don't want to date and you can rule them out anyway but also it's not about being bad or good people it's about compatibility so yeah that's the word I was trying to it was it was floating around so as much as it's about people always talk about being compatible but what they don't talk about is that your incompatibilities actually have to match as well so the fact that like I don't know I like I have too much past experience around body image insecurity I used to have disordered eating I cannot date someone who has that that brings up my crap too much like I have had that experience of going on a date where someone was really insecure about their appearance always calling themselves fat I am fat too and I don't like it when someone's insulting themselves about their body like it just it rubs me the wrong way if you went to someone else that's not an issue for them. But for me, that's my issue. Whereas if you're insecure about like your career or insecure about like, I don't know, anything else, I'm actually quite good at that. But I have my own incompatibilities. Or like, for example, I remember I was watching a TV show and I shared this story in my book where um, the, the husband was being uh was berating the wife for spending too much money and was basically being quite stingy and frugal and I realized I never had that issue in my relationships and I realized wow that must have been such a red flag to me that anytime anyone tried to like control my money or wasn't like generous I like I'm very attracted to generous people and anytime anyone was quite stingy or frugal I was like that would be such a deal breaker for me but I never realized that as an incompatibility because it hadn't come up and I think a lot of the time we focus on like there is always going to be a way you're incompatible but as long as they're not major incompatibilities there are always going to be differences between you so like in my current relationship I am very loud my boyfriend's a little bit quieter I am very dramatic my boyfriend's a lot calmer (laughs) like he's very sensible I am very emotional like all of those differences are great balances um and then there are going to be things that are slightly incompatible like how you want to keep the house tidiness levels those are things I can live with I and watching the show made me realize oh but there are loads of things I can't live with and I've never really thought about them because they've never become issues 
Yeah, I feel like understanding what your deal breakers are are is massive. And I feel like that must fall under, you know, the selfish romantic in the sense of it's actually okay in those areas to, you know, if that's a deal breaker for you, that's absolutely fine. Don't feel bad about that because I feel like it will only just come back to bite you in the ass. Nobody else but you because you've told yourself, you know, you can supposedly put up with these things and there'll only be so much you can take before you snap about something and then it'll just all... It'll all be in tears. I absolutely love how you've partnered with Plenty of Fish. And I'm sure everyone's heard of them. They're a global dating app for singles who believe in laid back and low pressure approach to dating. And you've partnered with them to co-create the Desirable Dating Guide, as you mentioned earlier, to share your tips and advice on all things dating. And I will leave it linked in the info of this podcast for everyone to check out and have a read. But for those that may not have had the chance to read it yet or even know that it existed and to give people an idea of what it's all about, can you tell us your top three tips for a desirable dating life? Yeah, so we looked at um, 4,000 British singles and asked them about their dating lives. And as I mentioned before, we talked about the top turnoffs. Um, But what we also found was that 74% of people are looking to spring clean their dating regime and eliminate bad behaviours. And the part that I found most encouraging, because I love some boundaries, um, is that 54% felt comfortable calling someone out about their substandard dating behaviour. And I think that's the key. You can't take someone else's behaviour personally. It is not a reflection of you. And that would be my first tip, is that when someone behaves badly, don't take it as a reflection of your unlovability your undesirability it's a reflection of them and their bad behavior and unless they work on it the likelihood is they've done it before they'll do it again the second thing i would say is authenticity is the key this is one of the main findings if you go into the guide is that if you show up as yourself you are then able to find people who will like you for you um i think one of you hear all these messages especially about women um i remember i got told a lot like men don't like loud women But the key is that I would never have found a man who liked me, a loud woman, unless I was actually loud. So be feel free to be yourself and actually be honest about who you are. And if it turns them off, better, you know, sooner than later. And I think like the third thing has to be boundaries. You have to set those boundaries. You have to. And it's it's setting a precedent for a relationship, because actually, I think it's so much harder to have boundaries. as a secondary thing once you've already established a dynamic and so it starts with things like where they plan the date if they plan a date five minutes away from them and two hours away from you then all you need to say is something like this doesn't work for me um and actually be like can we pick somewhere um in the middle or if someone texts you at two o'clock in the morning reply to them at nine o'clock in the morning and be like hey i'm not the kind of person who's going to respond at 2 a.m but if you text me at a reasonable time we can actually meet up or um if someone's messing you around around first dates this does happen um then you can say to them hey i need you to make a plan otherwise that this isn't going to happen and if you have that precedent of knowing how you want to be treated that's basically all boundaries are boundaries are the the difference between how the world wants you to be and who you actually are and they basically set the rules for what is and isn't acceptable and so it's about knowing what you find acceptable and unacceptable in your own dating life i mean do you know what especially the thing you said about like being loud i'm definitely such a like loud personality like in a room and that's such a nice and like different outlook on it instead of like thinking oh god like no one's gonna like me if I'm like really loud I've been programmed to think like men just like 
quiet women who sit by their side and stuff. It's actually, no, let me just be myself and who's attracted to me will will be drawn to me. And I feel like that's such a like healthier way to look at, especially something like that. Sorry, that just really like resonated with me. I was like, that's so true. Honestly, like the world has just convinced us there's one version of a woman that is palatable and dateable and it's just not true. Can you imagine if, but like, and obviously I'm talking about straight relationships here, but like, can you imagine if all men were only interested in one woman? Like, that just wouldn't work out mathematically. Yeah. Like, there are people who are going to like quiet women. There are also people who are going to like quiet, loud women. And unless you are actually who you are, if I pretended to be quiet and then I one day decided, oh, today's the day we're boyfriend and girlfriend. I've got the label, now I can actually be myself. Can you imagine the shock the guy who I would be dating would have being like, where did this come from? Like, yeah. this is why you want to be yourself from the very beginning. Yeah, I was going to say, in literally all avenues of life, I think the key for it to be successful is being authentic from the beginning. A hundred percent, like, even when it comes to jobs and stuff, when anyone ever asks me about, you know, what tips would you give someone like starting YouTube or stuff? I'm. It's always from the offset, you've got to be authentic because people can tell when, like, when that's not you as yeah. well. But um, the final part of this podcast, which I thought would be super fun, is to get my followers to send in some questions for you, some dating dilemmas that I thought you could help with to take advantage of the fact that I've got you on, you're an expert in all of these kind of things. Because I forget some people aren't fortunate enough to really, like, have a close friend or like something to like vent to or like have these conversations with so if it's okay with you I'm going to ask you a few while I've got you sounds great what you think so okay so my new boyfriend I feel like this is such a Gen Z problem but my new boyfriend keeps liking girls Instagram photos after I told him it upsets me what's your advice I don't want to keep nagging but like I said it's getting me down so I think when it comes to setting boundaries, how it works is you say how you feel. So for me, how I would say it is, hey, it's making me really uncomfortable that you're liking other people's pictures. Oh, I, I need you to stop doing that because when you do this, it it makes me feel, and I would say how it makes me feel. Um, and if that behave and if they don't respond to that with a behavior change, then ultimately you can keep setting the boundary, but there needs to be a consequence. And if it's making you so uncomfortable, I would actually listen to the fact that you've t you're telling someone who's meant to love you, care about you, that this is making you uncomfortable and they're not doing nothing about it. I think also this is where I said earlier, this advice of do both. Also start questioning why it makes you so uncomfortable. Do you do you worry that they're going to act on it? Do you think it's a sign that they're not attracted to you? Unpick your meaning behind it. But ultimately, I do think when people ask these questions, it's the hard truth of if some if you've asked for something and it's not that need isn't getting met, then you need to ask yourself a bigger question of is this need important enough to me to end the relationship? Because otherwise you're going to end up in an endless loop of asking for something he's not doing, it makes a promise, doesn't do it anyway. Like you need to make that decision whether that need is so important to you that this might not be the relationship for you. Yeah, I feel like we get we get scared the the reaction because it feels like such a small thing. But if it's obviously upsetting you, then it's not like if you're upset by something, never downplay the way that you feel like just because their reaction might be, oh, like what? Like that's such a small thing. Evidently to you, it's not. So listen to yourself. And yeah, I definitely think the whole if you have to keep saying it and there's not a behavior change, 
how could that also happen in maybe something more serious in the future if they're already showing you like this is the way that they're taking something that you're upset by and that's their response like it's just yeah it's it's one of those like amber and the flags at the beginning yeah. that you know you need to maybe give it a chance see but if you keep seeing it and nothing's changing I think deep down you know what you may have to do but another question that I think is a good one actually is I need help I'm talking to this boy, but my best friend doesn't like him, but I really do. He's all I've ever been looking for. What do I do? My friend's opinions are really important to me. Okay, so it you have to be able to block out the opinions of other people. You're the one dating them. You're the one who only knows them. But also, I just life coach brain on for a second. Um, I get wary when uh, people are very extreme in their language and saying things like, I can't remember word for word, but saying something along the lines of, this is all I've ever wanted. Like, this is the only guy for me. Like, that's very extreme language. And so it sounds like if I uh, hypothesize, you're probably falling quite quickly. And what I would do, and maybe why your friend doesn't like them is because they're seeing things that you aren't seeing because you have your rose tinted glasses on. So my solution is slow down. If you slow down, you're able to see any red flags that you might be ignoring. Um, but also don't talk to your friends about it. When, a lot of the times when it comes to dating, it's the blind leading the blind, like truly. You, <laughs> yeah. Your friends don't know any better than you. And this illusion that they know more about love than you do is actually hurting your love life. And so if you cho choose this, then you have to choose this relationship for you and actually be okay to not have everyone else's approval. If you can't do that, it's usually because you know something within yourself that your friend is actually right about. Yeah, I think that's... That's the key point there at the end. You actually might be able to give some personal advice to this person. They've said, introvert dating an extrovert, how to understand that while dating and the difference and use it kind of to your advantage. So it's about meeting most people, both people's needs at the same time. And I don't think boundaries clash, but I think it's almost going back to the first question. Um, it's how someone responds to your needs. So even with that first question of someone asking about um, someone liking their Instagram pictures, even if he doesn't say, oh, I'm going to stop doing that. And he says, oh, I'm curious about that. Why does it make you feel insecure? Actually asking questions so that you could find uh, something to maybe give you more reassurance. With this, it would also be things like, there is always one person in the relationship who will want more freedom, more space, more going out. And there will be one person who always wants more staying in, more alone time, um, and just will never get enough of just the two of you all the time. And I think it's about finding that balance. So for the person who always wants to be get together all the time, it's about getting that connection, that intimacy, even when you're apart. So maybe that's staying in touch over text or a phone call if they're staying the night away, like if you live together or anything like that. Um, and then the other person, it's the freedom. So when that person is going away, spending time with friends, maybe they need you to be less in contact. And maybe your solution is that's your time you spend time with your friends or maybe especially for an introvert that's your time where you re-energize and you get more energy for yourself 
I think it's understanding that your partner doesn't have to be your everything. And for an introvert and an extrovert to get along, you need to understand that both parties need support systems that are greater than that one person. And when you have that, you can fulfill both your needs and not necessarily with your partner. That's, I think that's really good advice. Like if it's the right person, you obviously just want to make them happy at the end of the day, ultimately. So just understanding your behaviors are going to be different in certain elements and not getting like frustrated with that and almost, yeah, understanding and therefore that's that's what's going to make it work at the end of the day. It's like the whole understanding element of you're quite clearly both different when it comes to these certain things. So you need to do... You need to have that communication and and, un, and understand. Sorry, how many times can I say understand? Nobody take a <laughs> shot every time I say that because that's not safe. But another one that I think is more kind of like generic and you might be able to help. And I feel like maybe as women, it we get a bit nervous when it comes to this and the whole like setting boundaries thing and like being kind of straight up. But if you don't want to go on a second date, how do you let them down gently like what's your advice on that so usually my text is something like hey are you saying over over text so Mm -hmm. like well if it's a they said first date right well you Uh, yeah so therefore you're saying like at the end of the first date like it's not something that you'll say in person like you're gonna do it over text if it comes up like if they say to you hey would you like to go for a second date you can say it in person but usually it's when it, it when it comes up in my experience it comes up the next day when they send you a text asking if you want to go on a second date and when so that that's i'm not that pedantic over the medium in which you do it i have even ended relationships over text like five months down the line because and it's not a like cowardly thing it's because when someone when you're having a hard conversation sometimes doing it over text means you have more time to think and choose your words carefully and when it gets heated sometimes you say things you don't want to say. And so sometimes text really helps people. And when I entered that relationship um, five months into it, the reason why I did it over the text is because my communication wasn't where it is now. Now I could do things in person, but if you don't feel comfortable doing it in person, you wanna do it over text, you feel safer doing it over text, that's absolutely fine. And it's something like, hey, I've been, I've loved getting to know you. Um, I usually add something personal, like um, our chats have, like our chats about psychology have been really interesting. I'm just thinking of a specific guy who <laughs> I loved our psychology chats. Um, this isn't working for me anymore. And um, as much as I've had a great time, I felt like it was important to be upfront and honest with you. Um, take care. And this guy, I think I said something like, and good luck with the move because he was about to move. I think adding the personal touch makes it feel maybe like a little less like, aggressive and I think yeah yeah, allowing yourself oh yeah I think I actually do think over text is so much better because like you said sometimes in the moment you just you don't want to say something that you don't mean so allowing yourself to just go home and really sit on it and like think like do I don't I and just like think about what you're gonna say is only gonna work in your favor the thing I would say about ending it text is don't put too much information people think like I remember when I first ended it I am an I am an over explainer in everything I do there's an example in my book it's a whole page like so it's the actual text that I sent and I sent it on the tube because I was terrified it was the first time I'd edited it with anyone and it was like 
I really like, and I was making up excuses and like work so busy at the moment. I just don't think it's fair to you. They don't need to know any of that. And also they don't need to know any reason, personal reason why you find them unattractive. That oh, is God. and unnecessary. And I think a lot of the time people confuse honesty with like actually just being hurtful. All the constructive criticism you want to give them, save that. Let the next person they date give you that information. The person who wants to keep dating them is the person who's going to give them constructive criticism. Yeah. You just need to, to communicate that it's over. That's all you need to say. And I think having a few pleasantries, a few comments like good luck with the move or um, I've loved our psychology chats. Like, And with him, that was a genuine truth because um, I did psychology at uni and I really missed those conversations and he made me realize how much I missed those conversations and actually made me get back in touch with some of my psychology friends because I didn't realize that was missing from my life. But so I I did put something quite genuine about the psychology chats and I also did genuinely wish him luck with his move. So and there's a it, silver lining to to these yeah, things. I so love that. Like you can still compliment someone. And I remember with that really like panic text that was a page long. Um, I remember his reply was the sweetest thing was like, and it was the first time I'd ended it. And I was terrified he was going to get really abusive and like horrible because it happened before. Um, and he replied with, uh, thank you so much. Totally get it. Uh, thank you so much for letting me know. Totally get it. Um, I find your job really inspiring. And uh like good luck with the future and i hope you find balance one day like how wonderful is that oh, and then it's like, okay see ya on to the next no that's yeah. i think that's really good and i think the temptation to just want to explain yourself just because you don't you know you don't want to be mean or like anything like that and then sometimes actually in the over explanation you've said too much and you've ended up being mean so i think yeah um, short and sweet little personal touch hopefully if they're and a, a decent person they'll take it like how can they not sort of yeah take that well we'll leave it there michelle thank you so much thank for taking you. the time to talk with me on a subject i'm always wanting advice on as i'm sure many of my listeners do too it can be so hard to navigate and not everyone has someone to yet yeah, like get this sort of advice from so i'm so happy um and hopefully we've helped lots of people today and just given a more sort of motivating outlook on you know to dating and those that might be like in a little bit of a rat. It's been a wonderful way to start the day. I've got so much energy now. <laughs> yeah, I know, same. And if anyone listening wants any more dating advice, like I said, Michelle has partnered with Plenty of Fish on her desirable dating guide with tons of insightful tips and steps to take with dating, which I will leave linked down below. And like I mentioned before, she's a best-selling author covering a variety of topics in dating and body positivity. So if you need a new summer read make sure to check them out as well so michelle thank you so much thank you planning for your next trip elevate your travel style with quince quince has all the jet setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway like european linen premium luggage options buttery soft italian leather bags and so much more and is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. 
Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details.